You're listening to episode 12, the final episode in season one of the Child Life On Call podcast. Hello, lovely listeners. This will be a bittersweet episode as it closes out the first season of this podcast. It has really been a dream to see this labor of love and passion come to life. In the beginning, I hoped that this podcast would provide comfort and create a sense of community for someone who needed support during a difficult time. And I'm elated to say I know for sure that it has. I have received emails and messages from people across the country who feel like they have benefited from listening to the truths and experiences that our courageous guests have shared with us week after week. This wouldn't be possible without the parents who have led us into some of the most personal aspects of their lives, and without their guidance and advice that have helped so many listeners. I am so proud to say that our episodes have close to 10,000 downloads. We are reaching people and we are making an impact. As life goes, nothing is certain and can be unpredictable. So while I wish I had the stamina to continue working on this podcast at full speed like I had been, fate had other plans. At the end of July, my husband and I were thrilled to find out that we are expecting our second child, but our joy was short-lived and quickly turned to concern. I experienced complications at the beginning of this pregnancy, which led to ER and doctor's visits and a whole lot of what-ifs. We heard phrases like threatened miscarriage, with my doctor even telling me I'd expect you to miscarry in the next week or so. It was devastating. Then life decided to throw another curveball, and I developed meningitis due to having a low immune system from pregnancy, or so the doctors tell me. After a long road of dealing with the symptoms and aftermath of meningitis, miraculously, I'm happy to say that I'm still pregnant at this time. The effects of the steroids, antibiotics, and narcotics I received due to the treatment of meningitis on our unborn baby are still unknown. We can only choose to look forward and hope for the best. We are so thankful for each passing day that I'm still pregnant, working toward a due date early in May. Now I'm back to work, I'm in child life mode, I'm in mom mode, I'm in pregnant mode, but have found that my energy to create, edit, and produce this podcast at my earlier pace has slowed. So for that reason, I'm going to close out this season with this final episode, and I will return at the beginning of the year with brand new episodes. Season two will feature stories about routine and not-so-routine surgeries and procedures. We will hear from a mother whose infant was born with hearing loss, another mom whose daughter has had chronic health issues since birth, and we will also talk to a certified child life specialist who will walk us through some of the best ways we can help our kids and ourselves cope and get through scary medical experiences. One of my favorite parts about this podcast is that I've learned that we have several medical school and child life students who listen in and want to hear these experiences from parents and their families. Our guests are doing more than connecting with other parents. They're helping future medical professionals learn the truth of having a child with an illness, something they cannot learn in a classroom or in a textbook. As I said before, I feel bittersweet about having this chapter come to a close, but I'm anxious to continue to work, and provide this community with a season two that will continue to connect parents and provide a safe space for families to share their stories. Since I know we all love keeping up with the wonderful families who shared their stories with us, here are updates from each of the moms we heard this season. Kelly from season one was this podcast leadoff batter, and there isn't anyone who could have done a better job. I'm happy to share with you that yes, her girls continue to be rock star fashionistas. You must follow them on Instagram but they have also welcomed a precious baby boy to their family. 
Michelle's daughter, Bryn, who survived meningoencephalitis from episode two, Bryn is knee-deep in her first semester at the Air Force Academy as a volleyball recruit. Kim from episode three has recently announced that she is expecting a baby, and number two will be joining her son Thomas and their family this coming spring. Abigail from season four says that Teak is in first grade now and still has minor intervention for his hearing loss in his classes. As far as his spina bifida goes, he is stronger than ever, and he's playing fall baseball, hitting the ball into the outfield, and hustling to the bases. From episode five, Karen says that Evelyn continues to do well after her NICU stay. She has hit all of her milestones and is officially walking. She is a happy baby and is the piece that has completed their family. Trisha from episode 6 says that Cora is having an exciting 8th grade year while she's busy volunteering with the Epilepsy Foundation as a youth ambassador for the Women's March on Washington. She's also applying for high school scholarships in high schools all over the country. Her seizures are currently controlled and she's feeling great. Mandy and Nolan from our two-part episode in 7 and 8 want our listeners to know that medically, Nolan is back on CPAP, but his incredible medical team has found a way to safely perform his surgery, originally scheduled for the day the episode aired, but is now set for late January. In other news, Nolan started preschool this fall and would go every single day if he could, and they went to Disney World for Thanksgiving where he met Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Donald and Pluto, as he likes to say. Liz and Jamie from episode 9 continue to be the world's most adorable and hilarious mother-daughter duo. Jamie wants you all to know that she continues to be obsessed with her dog Lucy in a way that most humans will never understand, (laughs) and she and Liz are looking forward to spending the holidays together. Roxanne from episode 10, whose son Ruben acquired encephalitis in high school, continues to deal with the aftermath of seizures and what Roxanne calls the good, the bad, and the ugly. And finally, Susan from episode 11 says that her son Preston had a very tough start to the school year with an intense flare from his Crohn's, followed by months of steroids. But they are finally pleased that Preston has come off the steroids and has had an infusion shortly after. This was the first time in months he's been able to make it to an infusion without a flare in between. She says they celebrate small victories. So as always, I want to thank all of you as we close our first chapter. There is no way I could have done it without the amazing parents who are willing to share their stories and the community we've built together. A big thank you also goes to the incredibly talented photographers who took photos for these families. Laura Morsman Photography, Green Photography, Barbara Riddle Photography, and Allison Fries. I hope everyone continues to have a great holiday season. I look forward to being back with you early next year with season two.